new information, Israel, as you've been hearing in the news, and Hamas have extended this truce for one more day. It is the second extension. And so far, 102 Israeli hostages have been released, but there's 104 still in captivity. So Israel's trying to get as many hostages out as possible and are hoping for another 10 today. And that would include the bodies of baby Kafir, his brother, Ariel, and his mother, who were killed by Hamas. And overnight, three Hamas terrorists were killed when they opened fire on a bus in Jerusalem, injuring 11. So these truces are already brittle thin. And while there's a lot of growing pressure for Israel to extend the ceasefire or, you know, narrow its attacks moving forward, Israel's made it very clear. They are finishing this job. And one of those on the field and in the field doing the job is someone we spoke to when he was just starting the job, and that is uh, someone who gave up their job in New York at a tech company and felt the need to go home and fight for his country. His name, Noy Leib. He's uh, left New York City, and it is great to have you, Noy. I mean, the last time we talked to you, you were just about to go in the first time. And I know you're on a a day off, so to speak, now. I think you're in Israel. But bring us up to speed with what this has been like, given it is so transformational to who you were versus who you are now. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Uh, It's a weird transition. I think you would need about uh, a whole day for me to explain how how things really are. But um, since we last spoke, I went into Gaza twice uh, with my unit. The first time was in the northern part uh, in a place called Bet Hanun, and then the second time was in the, also in the north called Bet Lahia. Um, our involvement was twofold. Uh, first of all, taking care of the Hamas terrorists and trying to neutralize them, uh, so to speak. And the second part was the bringing back the you know the uh, the kidnapped or the bodies of the kidnapped, and it's. Uh, it was it was a very interesting time. Um, you 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 see the hate, you feel the hate, you smell the hate. You know you don't you can't imagine how many you know rockets and weapons and and grenades we found in not just you know hum, houses that Hamas lived in, but in schools and in playgrounds and in kindergartens. And this is all footage taken with my GoPro. I have everything, and it was just you know it was an experience for sure. Well, no question. I mean. To see the images of Israeli soldiers um, and Israelis at all in Gaza, uh, you know, around, you know, Shifa, this hospital that has been really a major source of, of um, you know, sparks and, and um, well, I don't need to explain to you. It's like the core of where all the tunnels are and, and, you know, where Hamas's headquarters are. But to see Israelis there at ground zero, you're there with them. Your two brothers are also there. Had to be really surreal. Yeah, I mean... She, she was only one of the many hospitals. That was, you know, the most active hospital. We, we, we had a different hospital. My friend had a different hospital. It was just like, it's not just hospitals, you know, it's, it's mosques. And like I said earlier, it's schools and it's playgrounds. And it's all these buildings where you as a Canadian, you know, this person as an American, you know, you, you think that they're supposed to be a, a safe place for you and your children and your, and your parents, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I knew that all of this was true. All of what I was, was saying and what I tried to promote was was true. But, you know, these these videos, these uncensored videos of what really goes on really brought it to life. 
Yeah. I mean, look, before October 7th, you were running a tech company in New York City, probably grabbing a latte, going out for lunch, maybe you know, getting out on the scene. And now you are uh, part of a, you know, a, a, a nation fighting for its life. And so what what has surprised you most? And I mean, you've changed, right? Like you're you're a completely different person. But what has surprised you most? I think I need a I don't know if it's fair to say to say one thing, but I think mm, I think like the there's a few things. It's I had one experience where we were clearing a house that Hamas is obviously in and using. And I understand that what you're an adult, you know, when you're 18, even 16 or 15 and you are, are you know, taught about, the, you know, to hate Israelis and to hate Jews, fine, man. I get it. But mm-hmm. we were clearing the room of a seven or eight-year-old. And on one side of the room, you see what you would expect to, a seven or eight-year-old girl. So, like, you know, pink colors and, like, butterflies mm-hmm. and something that, that yeah. you would be surprised by. And on the other side, instead of seeing, you know, pictures of celebrities or cars or, I don't know, like... Uh, books or, or or movies, you see pictures of terrorists and you see sentences in Arabic that are praising them. And it's like, at how low do you have to get? What kind of person do you have to be to 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 tell your daughter that like these are the people that you should be praising? Like children are born innocent. Children aren't born with this hate in their eyes. But when they're conditioned to think this way, then how are we supposed to get to? you know, a peaceful future if every single generation is learning to hate Jews and to idolize terrorists. Yeah, yeah. it's a it is such a multi-layered, um, you know, issue that we are going to be dealing with with uh, for years, decades, probably. Um, Mossab Hassan Youssef, son of Hamas, was in Toronto on uh, Wednesday night and I went to see him speak. He made no bones about it that Hamas has to be finished, extinguished, gone, including his own father, uh, who was one of the co-founders, he made no bones about it, that Israel, even if it has to go alone, must finish this job. So what's the resolve like on the front lines? Because you, um, your brothers, a number of people stepped up to go into battle, um, you know, putting your lives on hold. But is that the thinking on the front lines? I, mean, I think like the, the, the end goal here is twofold. Number one, of course, is to eliminate Hamas. You know, people are always chanting free Palestine, free Palestine. The real way to free Palestine, if Palestinian people, is to be able to give to, to help them democratically elect a government without the threat of any terror and really live freely. That's number one. So, you know, taking care of Hamas, it's it's a big operation because there are so many people involved. But then again, we have the the kidnapped and Israel. When it comes to kidnap, for better or for worse, uh, we become very weak. If you remember when. Um, Gilad Shalit was kidnapped back in, I think, uh, 2011. We gave away, I think yeah. it was over a thousand terrorists for one person. Like, e- even today, for every 10 people or 12 people kidnapped Israelis that they give, we are giving back times three the number of terrorists. Yeah. Like, that's how much we value our, our, our Jewish lives, our people's lives. And um, doing both of those things trying to bring back the kidnapped and also trying to eliminate Hamas. And a third thing is maybe, you know, something up north, which we haven't even gone into. Yeah, Hezbollah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it's we don't know what we don't know. Um, we're on the on the cusp of World War III. This could go there. It, it may not, but days will tell. Um, your mom, uh, she's got three boys at war right now. How's she doing? And what would you want, Noi, for people to know? Because it's not very often that we can speak with someone in, you know, the situation on the ground. Like, what what would you want uh, them to know? Yeah, I mean, for my mom, I think that the first time, I mean, and all just for my mom, for my entire family, was, was super hard. And, um, you know, speaking to them that first time after I got, I got out for the first time, it was very, very emotional. I've never experienced something in my life. And as I tell her every day when, I, when, when I'm not in gas, you know, I'm, I'm safe, I'm taking care of myself, so she doesn't have to worry. And um, what I want people to, to know, I mean, is that we, we're doing our job here. We want to go back to our normal lives. We want to live peacefully. We don't long going to the army. We didn't wake up with this dream of, of, of you know, killing Hamas terrorists to be, to be straight up. Um, but it's a job that we have to do. And what, what I'm doing, because we have our physical war in Israel, but outside of Israel... Yeah. There's a different war that's being fought, and that's the, you know, the anti-Semitic war and the protests. And what I'm trying to do on that front is really document my entire journey on Instagram and really take footage within Gaza, show everything. You know, I'm not showing that, you know, everything is perfect here. I am showing the good and the bad. Um, it's a lot of work that I'm very proud of. And... Um, yeah, my Instagram handle is just my name, N-O-Y-L-E-Y-B, Noyleib, and I'm trying to, to 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 fight both battles as much as I can. Yeah, I'm sure it's a very discouraging to see, not just in the United States, which it's really bad, but certainly in Canada, just a lot of, a lot of Jew hate and a lot of denial. So um, can't thank you enough, Noy, uh, for chatting with us, and of course, we will talk with you again. Stay Sounds safe. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you.